0: Exploring the Prophetic is a conversation based podcast that we want to invite you on this journey into people's lives in every sphere of society where they're sharing that how they've heard God and what's happened as a result. I want to encourage you to come join the conversation. And this season, season three, we're specifically focusing on how when God speaks, there's breakthrough actions that happen that would have never happened if it wasn't for hearing from God in the first place. Before and after moments, what would take 20 years is happening in a second because beautiful believers are obeying the voice of God. Come join the conversation. Come join the narrative. God is speaking to you today. Wow, season three of Exploring the Prophetic has been an amazing, amazing season. And today we have a friend of mine, Josie Lewis, who's an artist who God actually used art to heal her out of a season of tragedy. I mean, she's a fine artist, has grown up and done art school, the whole thing. Her dad's an artist, but God used this to heal her of one of the most traumatic seasons of her life. And then through that, he used art to kind of bring about a whole new season of life that she would have never dreamed of. And I. I love Josie's perspective in life. She has such a, she's a deep intellectual, but she's a creative genius. And so I'm going to encourage you while you're listening to the show, go to Josie Lewis art on Instagram and just watch some of her videos. You don't have to have the sound up while you're listening to the show. And she has over a billion views online. It's amazing what people are connecting to through her. She's not overtly religious in her art focus, but. Her focus is actually to support people's natural curiosity about art making because she loves pursuing creativity and teaching people that uh, you don't need to be easily discouraged with this. You just need to, to go after it, just to, to, just to practice. It's a grand experiment. And she has some amazing, amazing um, things to connect to, both her own art world of what she paints and what she does, but also if she's written a book. And I am going to encourage you to get to know Josie Lewis through this episode and then also beyond and get a hold of her materials because you're going to really love to bring this kind of art into your home it's so cheerful it's so bright it's so living and i just so appreciate her so without further ado josie lewis i'm so excited to introduce you my podcast family to my new show on YouTube. It's called Your Prophetic Journey with Sean Bowles and it's all about you. That's why we call it Your Prophetic Journey because we have learned that as you hear other people's prophetic stories it creates a prototype faith for you especially through this show, this podcast that we've been having and we wanted to do some video versions where I can tell some of my stories, not just hear other people's stories with you and narrate their stories but actually talk to some friends but also share the process behind prophetic words, journey stories. We have things about nightmares and what to do with what craft and what to do with themes that people do not always talk about in the mainstream. And I want to talk about those things for real for you and how to apply your Christian faith to have great breakthrough in these areas. I promise you this is going to be such a fun show. We're going to have such a good time together. You can watch the first episode now. Go to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe and get notifications to our YouTube channel at Bulls Ministries on YouTube. Thanks so much. We have one of my favorite demographics on this show today. Josie Lewis is a fine artist, plus a prophetic voice. And I love, love watching your stuff on Instagram Uh, pretty much every day. I watch your stuff. so But welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's such an honor.
0: It's so fun to, you know, to to have uh, met you a few times. But we, you know, you had sent me a picture. I mean, how many years ago now? Three years ago, I think, two and a half years ago. You mm-hmm. sent me one of your resin arts, which is just, I put that in my office on my desk and I stared at it for about a year straight. Every time I'd oh. <laughs> kind of go deep in thought, I would just look into this. And you made it with these cut up pieces of, I think that one was, was it a Vogue magazine or something? Probably. And cut up pieces of Vogue and it's like a portal. It's like a circle, like a geode. And yes. oh my gosh, that thing is just, it was just stunning. And then I, you know, right after that, found you on Instagram. And you do these videos, and we were just laughing about it because I told you how much my daughters love it. You said I have a huge demographic under eight. You do these videos yep. where you just Cute. show off the the process of art, which I think is always spiritual. Yes, and yes. it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, the you have so much patience. <laughs> <laughs> you have patience for artistic process, which is lost today because people use computers and try and try and go faster on every level. But you just have the the patience for this amazing like articulate detail. It's just awesome.
1: Well, you know, some people call it patience uh, and I call it like heaven <laughs> like, <laughs> because awesome. it's so, I mean, you know, some people love to fish or, you know, play video, ga- video games and mm-hmm. some people like me, I just can get lost in color and the process. I mean, it, it, there's no patience about it. I had I have to exercise patience to go to the DMV, but I do not <laughs> need patience when i'm making art you know and and it's crazy because the work looks so you know delicate and um, almost monotonous but for me it's meditative
0: oh that's cool and that's it's a like really a good way distinction for me to
1: connect you know it's a way for me to to connect with myself and connect with spirit and it's just it's just a really wonderful
0: well we have we have the huge um geode looking picture that you know that's layered in resin that has family yes. pictures and stuff from national geographic about creation and that picture is so striking. And I had a friend who's Korean come over the other day, and she's yeah. a fine artist as well. And she goes, oh, my gosh, she has to be Asian because she has an eye for detail. And I said, she's not. She's a white lady from Minnesota. I was like – yeah, she's, she's Swedish. Exactly. I'm like, yep. she's not. And she goes, I would have never thought that. You white people never have you know, the patience to have tenacious art like this. And I, I loved it. I was like, I kind of thought That's that same. too because I've probably one. Third of our friends are Asian. I was like, I I kind of thought that too when I first I didn't know what you look like until I saw you on Instagram. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're white, and you're from you know Minnesota, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. you look great, but I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> Josie Lewis could be uh, any race. You could be African American, you could be, you could be Asian, yeah. you could be white. Yeah. Well, let's sure. go into your story because you one of the reasons why we have you on, especially this season, is because you have quite a story. You have quite a backstory. And just your life and just how God has walked with you. And and we, I don't think, I don't know that we've ever had a fine artist on in the three seasons yet. So you're our first one. So hello. Matt told me. Matt told me. We did. But he, he, yeah, yeah, we did. And he teaches it. Thank you so much. So you know my show better than I do. Oh, We had Matt who teaches the creative process, which is amazing. And we are going to have Janet Hewen, who's one of my friends who's uh, an artist here in L.A. And uh, she, we keep on having a delay. But uh, here we do. We have you on. And some of the the process of you being an artist, like the initiation of this season where you have over like a million followers on social media and, you know, just some really cool opportunities and the mosaics you made for the airport, like some of the things you've done have been initiated really because of what God's done in your life. But it's, it's not all puppies and whistles. It's like some things happened that led you into this season that were hard. So let's talk about like, take, take me back there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Any good breakthrough story starts with tragedy and disaster.
0: Yeah, right? that's so true.
1: Um, I had been an artist my whole life. In fact, my dad's an artist. So I oh, came wow. up in the art world, and my parents are just terrific, wonderful believers. And um, and I was went to college for art, and then I went to grad school for art, which means I've been to seven years of art college, which is the same amount of school that lawyers have to go to, wow. <laughs> which I think is really funny. So I've had seven years of art college, and then I traveled throughout my 20s and, and uh, you know just made art and had a good old time. And then I married kind of late in, in life. I was in my middle 30s when I met my husband and got married, and we right away started with our first daughter. Who, and it was wonderful, great pregnancy and, you know, healthy, happy baby. And, you know, besides like the fact that I just had a baby, which
0: is like, you know,
1: kind of a big deal, especially when you're 37, you know, it's like, wow, okay, this is a change, you know? Oh yeah. And then we wanted to have two. Um, and then I, I descended into three years of just devastating Mm. pregnancy losses. It's just so so hard. It's very hard. And I, we had a full term stillbirth. Our baby oh, Esther.
0: I'm so Just sorry. The,
1: it's crushing. Yeah, it's such a hard, hard thing to a go through. A full
0: term, full term. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so we had her, and then you know, after some recovery time, you know, we, we we made the scariest possible decision to try again. Yeah. And I went on to have, you know. I think it was four miscarriages. Oh, wow. And so it was like a full, you know, I think, you know, with what with Esther and then the miscarriages, it was three years of pregnancy and loss and pregnancy and loss. And, and I'm, you know, some women like being pregnant, but that's not me wow. <laughs> like, being pregnant especially in losing. any circumstance.
0: Yeah. yeah. And having and the loss losing, on top of it. It's yeah, so And damaging. we were newly
1: married and I, and we had a toddler, you know, so there was a lot, a lot happening, you know, there yeah. was a lot of really, really hard things that were happening. And, um, I, uh, after three years of that, we, you know, after the last pregnancy, we, we kind of went into that last one knowing that we, it was the last one and it was, it was twins that we lost at 18 weeks or something. It was awful, you know, just awful, but we knew it was the last one. And so at that point it was like, okay, we're, we're resetting. We're, we're going to be happy with our one kid. (laughs) We're, we're going to, you know, move on. And... Um, there was a couple things that happened during that season, which, of course, was so, so hard on so many different levels. Um, one of the things that happened at the end was that I, you know, we quit trying to be pregnant. You know, we' were like, that's it. We're done with this. And then I also kind of had had it with art. And oh, even wow. though I'd been an artist my whole life, and I had all this education as an artist and I was selling art, and I was, you know, exhibiting art and doing all the things that you're supposed to do, I was not feeling like I had my audience. I just didn't feel like I was jiving in the world yeah. that I was in. And so and it was, you know, kind of feeling worse and worse and worse where I was just like these are not my people. Like I can't I didn't feel like I could break in. The doors didn't seem to be opening. And so the the two things happened at the same time. I decided that's it. I'll be a hobbyist and mm. maybe you know, take on some other. I, I knew I was a creative person, but I was like, I think I'm just done with this art stuff, you know. And then also we were done with the, the try to be pregnant. So the thing that happened though, when I over that over that period, is that I um, stopped making art that I thought would help my career, and instead oh, wow. I just I just started to make things that I wanted to make. I just did what I wanted, you know. Yeah. And what happened was I started to make these really simple paintings of just with watercolor, with just stripes or just hexagons or these repetitive shapes. And I didn't think that work was going to be important. I wasn't going to use it for, you know, my portfolio. I wasn't going to use it to, you know, try to get an exhibition somewhere. You know, it was just like I made that art because it was the only thing I could do, you know. And I found that when I was making that kind of work, I would slip into what was actually it's something called flow, but I didn't yeah. know what it was at the time. Yeah. But it was like, it's this, um, it's a documented neurological condition of deep oh, yeah. concentration. And, and I know you've done a lot of study on neuroscience and it's just fascinating stuff. So I figured it out eventually. I didn't know what was happening at first, but it was like the effect was so powerful that it felt pharmacological because I would just get wow. so immersed in painting hexagons and, and it had to keep it really simple because if I was trying to be more com- complex or conceptual or something, I wouldn't be in that flow state and I needed it. Wow. You know, I'd always, I'd always liked flow as an artist, but I had never needed it until my baby died, you know? And wow. then it was like, I have to get to that, that place, you know? Well, what's interesting
0: and, is I, let me say this cause I, I, yeah. I hate interrupting you cause this is so good, but I think people who watch your art get into flow state. Yes. I do. Yes. And I've never had that happen to me with an artist yes. except for a few musical artists who do design or whatever through computer art, but I've never had mm-hmm. it happen to a fine artist, somebody who's painting and I yep. enter into it. Like I feel like if I watch it, I get into a flow state and then I'm like, I just reset like something just happened. Yeah. So oh. you're having, so God was using this to heal you. He was yes. using like, he literally changed, used the thing that you've been gifted <laughs> that you're giving up to actually yep. heal you. Yep. Wow.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So what did that look like? How long of a period was that where you started this discovery process?
1: Well, it was probably the three years of the losses. Wow. Like where it culminated in me really making a decision to quit. You know, like where I was like, no, I'm really not going to, I'm not, I don't care anymore. I didn't, at that point, I didn't have a social media thing happening. It was just like, I was just making these paintings and it was just a private, almost like a journal You know, where I was just kind of painting in my journal or something, and it was, there was no, you know, it was like, it was just personal um, survival. And one of the things that I think about, um, uh, about that period is sometimes I think the prophetic process is just excavating down to your own heart. Mm. And hearing my heart is sometimes the same as hearing God's heart. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. God speaks to me in my own voice, you know, so it wasn't like I had a, like, thus saith the Lord, go paint hexagons. It was more like <laughs> I was in uh, this, this terrible grief state and I just did what I needed to do, you know, which was paint these hexagons and God met me there, you know, like God met me in flow and God met me in a lot of different ways, you know, wow. but it had to do with like dismantling all these other voices and my education and my knowledge and my ambition and and the shoulds that I had, you know, and then I just carved everything away and then it was just me, you know, (laughs) like just me and the Lord and, and these simple paintings. And I didn't have any ambition for it. You know, it was just like the only ambition was to survive, you know, to get through that season. Wow. So then the other thing that was happening congruently uh, was I went to a church retreat where one of the exercises was, uh, kind of listening to God and writing. And it really felt like I connected to God in that process. So then I, I started to wonder like, what would happen if I wrote like a letter to a friend with the same process, you know, kind of like connecting to God and then trying to hear what God is saying for my friend, you know? So, so I wrote it, you know, I had been talking about it with a girlfriend and I was like, well, just as a, experiment i'll write one for you you know and the letters are like kind of poetry half prayer half stream of consciousness they're really fluid fluid they're not linear um and i and i see in pictures a lot so i have. it's like if i close my eyes sometimes with my eyes open i'll just have pictures that will run past my eyes you know so i'm seeing like literal things well it's not like I'm not seeing ghosts, but I see them in my mind's eye, if you follow me, you know, like, um, You're describing a very common
0: process that people could probably relate to or listening.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these, these pictures will, so then I, what I would do is I'd kind of center myself and then I'd pray for my friend and then I'd let the pictures kind of come in and then I'd just record them, you know, just as, as open as possible. That's such a good
0: model. That's so cool.
1: Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. Well, I was seeing these the strong imagery, and I was thinking that most of what I was seeing was like metaphorical, you know. So yeah. in the case of that first letter, I, I kept seeing a swinging door, and a swinging door could be really metaphorical. Yeah, it's like absolutely, it's transition, it's going between things, it's passing through phases, you know. But then I sent it to my friend, and she called me when she read it, and she said the whole day before she read the letter, she had been trying to fix a swinging door. <laughs> in her house.
0: Which so, is still metaphorical, though. I mean, it's still it's like still metaphorical. she just yep, was walking on the natural.
1: Yep. It, wow. it, yeah. So but then it was kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I didn't know she had a swinging door. You know, it was yeah. like I was seeing the swinging door. She was working on the swinging door. And then, of course, it did have meaning, you know, in a deeper level on her life. But uh, but it was also literal, you know. So then I, you know, I'm not a person. I do everything like a thousand times because I'm so curious about process, you know? So then yeah. I was like, well, I'm going to just write, I'm going to write more of these letters. So I started, I, I wrote hundreds and hundreds of letters, and I'm still writing them, you know? Wow. So it's still a big part of my process. I I'm haven't just- received mine
0: yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll write one for you, Sean. I'm a bit
1: intimidated to no. write one for you, but Oh, I'll do not you be intimidated.
0: One. I'm. No, it's funny, because <laughs> when I was growing up, there was a woman at our church who I think she would describe the process the same. In this little church in Sacramento, and she would write Children, uh, almost everyone's yeah. children in the church. She wrote, and then a couple other churches as well. A letter about and it was the song of their life, and it wasn't necessarily oh like a sing song. It was more like a poetic thing yeah. with pictures and oh. symbols. And mine was called the Song of the Flesh Slayer, and it was really oh. and it was like super because I was like it was warrior language, was totally me growing up. And she yeah. and I still have this thing. Like it meant a lot. Like it's yeah. two pages long. And it meant a yeah. lot to me when I was a kid. As I was growing up, I'm like, "This is who I am." Ah, it really cool. branded like some of the things about like I'm going to go into the creative arts and I'm going to help bring what God wanted, not what the flesh wanted, and this whole thing. And she would have not known me at all; like she didn't know anything about me. So I think it's really beautiful that you're doing that because it really is. It's marking and branding, and I love how God, you know, your process of how He's you know brought this healing over those three years was very. Um, I love how He didn't lead you directly because if 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 He leads us directly not all of us goes on the journey. You know, if he's just a direct word like, Josie, I want to heal you. Just forgive me or whatever. You know, it's part of you would say, yes, of course, God. But he's saying, no, I want to go to the deepest, coarse place in you. And I'm Mm -hmm. going to use this process of gifting I put inside of you to unlock things and process Mm -hmm. that could have never been unlocked through verbalization. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when people think about the prophetic, they think about a very verbal process. And what I've taught for years now is that it's, Actually, 90% of communication is nonverbal with your children, okay. with your sure. spouse, with you know, when you're working with people, there's so much that's not verbal. And we discount that with God, the God of creativity, who wanted to speak to us through nature and through art and through the work we do and everything else. And we we, we want direct language. So you're describing a very beautiful process that I think we've, we've not talked a whole lot about on the show. And I'm really glad that this is part of your process because it's really amazing how um, This kind of unlocks something for a lot of people listening.
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking when I was, you know, kind of prepping for this interview, I was thinking about um, the Narnia books. Did you ever read oh, those? Oh, yeah, of course. Growing up? I mean, Love you them. know, any good evangelical Christian has read the <laughs> Narnia books, and seen the movies. And seeing the movies, um, there's a story in there where one of the children re- finds a magical book, and she finds a story in the book, and she she's reading this beautiful story, but as she's turning the pages, she finds she can't go back. And then when she finally finishes the story, it she, it fades from her memory. And so then later, she connects with Aslan, who's like the god character in the book, and she says, Aslan, will, we, will I ever be able to read that story again? And he says... I'll be singing that story to you for your entire life.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And I just love that. And I think that my letters, the thing that's amazing about the prophetic is that we get to participate in singing somebody's song to them. Like we get to come close to their song and speak into it, you know, and maybe even bring some shed light on something that that person didn't know, you know, about their song, you know, And, and that's the amazing thing about community. And, and the other thing that so, was so important about those letters for me is that they were relational because one of the things, one of my rule, I had some like guidelines. One of the guidelines was they always were supportive and encouraging. Mm-hmm. And if I went, if I was hearing something that was maybe painful or traumatic, you know, in my process, I would always reframe it and be very careful around nice. my language, you know, yeah. because it seemed, you know, I didn't want. You know, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't putting anything on them, you know, like, yeah. you know, and, you I'm know, so same. that was very, that was very important. And then I also would always give a caveat, like, hey, this is my process. I don't really know. Some of this might be bright on and some of it might not. And if it doesn't fit for you, you forgive me and move on, you know, like, <laughs> don't funny. hold on to this because I, you know, hold on to the stuff that works for you, you know, and then I would always ask, I would always say that I needed feedback, because the the letters were worthless to me unless I had feedback, unless I heard from the person, and then they could say, yeah, this part really fit, this part didn't fit. Because I was writing them almost like a scientific method because I was so curious about the process that I wanted to – I had to get feedback so I could figure out like when it feels like this, you know, when the images come in this way, that's actually accurate. And then there's this other stuff that isn't, it was just something I saw on TV earlier that day and isn't relevant, you know? So it was like really helpful for me to hear, you know, and, and most people would give me super, super thorough um, feedback, which was just, wow. you know, completely essential in that process.
0: I love that. And I'm I'm just thinking about, um, you know, one of the things that we've been doing and hoping for people to do is just to get that trackable trackable feedback because I, I'm sure you've grown so much from letter one to letter now. Yes. And just in how you would communicate for God and, and mm-hmm. your art is inherently prophetic, but then when you add voice to, you know, your poetry and, and the language and the prophetic language you're getting, I'm sure those are also compatible too. I was reading in um in your bio earlier or in your in your notes earlier about one of the things I really love is when we get impacted by other people who are prophetic. And you were, during that time of discouragement that you had, you wrote down just a note, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you remember this. So you read something about, um, that Doug Addison put out, who's one of my favorites. Yes. I love Doug. He yes. just puts out those yeah. daily words yes. of encouragement. And yeah. they could either be a fortune cookie or they could be legit. It's up to you yep. how you receive it, yep. you know. Because yeah. so many of his um, dailies have impacted me as well. But he had put out something about the winds of change. Tell us that story.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, right at the end of that terrible, no good time, when I had decided to quit being an artist exactly. and I decided we were we were done having kids or trying to have kids. Um, I, I was in a par- – it was winter in Minnesota and I was in a parking lot walking to the grocery store or something and this wind kicked up and it was so fierce that it was spraying – gravel and sand from the parking lot. Oh, and my wow. daughter, I had to put my daughter in my coat <laughs> oh my
0: and gosh. then turn
1: away from the wind and stand there for a minute because I mean it was so and that's not typical for Minnesota. It's not like that windy here usually, but it was so windy. I we couldn't keep walking for a few minutes and it was getting in my eyes, you know. So then finally the wind stopped and we went into the store and then later, I don't know if it was, you know, I think I don't know if it was like um email or something but um Doug Addison had put out this word about the wind wind of change and he said something like as this angelic wind begins to blow it often kicks up the debris in our lives it might cause a temporary loss of vision but it does not last long and so then since it had actually happened to me I was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) like this is like physically happened and then And then Doug Addison is talking about this angel that's doing that, you know, which is, I I love, I love that kind of stuff, angel stuff, always fun. And so then um, from that moment, as a, you know, kind of as a side note, I've been doing those paintings, but I'd never published any of them. But I figured out how to do like a time lapse of my my paintings with my camera. And so then I I published on Instagram, which I had like a couple hundred followers on Instagram. And uh, so all of whom I knew personally so I published this little thirty-second time-lapse video of me making some art, and the thing went viral.
0: I yeah, got like, as you know, it should. It's amazing. Uh,
1: well, it was a surprise to me. You know, yeah. I thought it was going to get thirty-seven views. You know, but it got thirty thousand <laughs> views. Oh my god. And I thought, well, shoot, what's that? You know, so I pu- I published another one the next day because I was making them every day. You know, so I made another one, and the same thing happened. So then I started publishing these videos on Instagram. Every day, and within about, I think it took about two or three months, I had a hundred thousand followers. Wow, and then now, you know, now a couple years in, I've got a, a million and a half followers oh on multiple gosh. channels and more than a billion views. So,
0: oh my god, could you really, now let's, let's look back though? Because I mean, like when you were first going through your art school for all those years. And doing all this, a lot of the the pain of art is not just to get commercially successful and make a lot of money. the The painful part of art is is this worthy? Is it going to be viewed? Are people going to be? Is it going to impact the world around me? Is it going to communicate? Yes. You've had over yep. a billion views. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 That's like uh, Kanye, Kanye West music style. No. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Know. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. But
1: you know, it's funny because you talk about how you never thought you'd be on Christian TV. Oh, totally. You know, and here you are on Christian TV. I feel that way a little bit. Like, I'm like, this is not how I envisioned success. You know? like, <laughs> totally. This. I, I am one of those people that will walk through the doors that are open to me, so I am walking through those doors and I am taking every advantage that I can of like the opportunities that I'm getting, and it's like been amazing. But this is not what
0: I. That's not imagined. what you would have chosen. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I always say that because if you want a God process, or if you want a God result, you have to have a God process. And I'm like, my life is truly surrendered because I would have never done the majority. Even this podcast, so I remember Jeremy looked at me and said he's he runs our organization. <laughs> and said, I feel like we need to do something right now before TV, because TV is a year or two out, that we're just with people every week, in their house, and their, you know, in their gym, and their grocery shopping, and I think we need to do a podcast. I go, who listens to podcasts? Like, Again, it's prophetic, no one's gonna listen to it. And he goes, I promise you, it's gonna be a good thing, so I prayed, and I just felt like peace in my heart, I didn't hear anything, I, didn't, and I just felt like peace in my heart, but I also felt direction, like this is a direction, I need to really honor mm-hmm. Jeremy. And we had a million downloads in the first year, and we're like, and that's yeah. in the podcast world, There's hardly any Christian shows, especially interview shows that have even, you know, 5,000 an episode. And we're getting like thirty to 70,000 people listening an episode uh, in the initial week it's released, which is crazy. So I remember just going, your process, God, is so different than what I would choose uh, a million times. And I love hosting this conversation. I never thought I was going to, but I love it. I mean, I'm so glad I'm here. But it's not, and I think it's good for people to hear that for, for me as, you know, a, a spokesperson, so, so to speak for God and for you as a, as an artist that it's like, we're going for a God results. So we're, we're surrendered to the process that's sometimes painfully different than what we would have chosen. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me this, what are you working on now and what does life look like as far as your partnership with God in the arts?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that there's a there's a process of convergence that's happening a little bit for me because for a while, you know, I was making art and doing the videos and having my social media thing happen, and then I was writing these letters and experiencing like really, you know, I, I thought fascinating and curious things as far as how God was speaking to me, and the two things sort of seemed on like parallel, but not necessarily combined tracks. Oh, wow. And I feel like there there's a process right now that I'm in of them kind of combining, which it, it is sort of like you know me giving this I, this interview is like yeah. I'm talking I'm coming a I'm coming out as a Christian, and b I'm coming out as like a fringy Christian,
0: <laughs> Totally. <Our laughs> like not things. one of those like hip
1: Christians yeah. you know that's like real <laughs> intellectual. I'm like no, really, God God speaks
0: <laughs> like, exactly
1: for real. So, you know, it, it's like, um, but, I, you know, I, I really feel like it's the, the right move for me. I mean, this podcast, but also just me becoming more um, um, everything coming together to the, the whole of what I am and, and what I am going to be publicly, because I feel like I'm going to be more I'm going to have more of a public face on. Not it's not just going to be my hands in Marietta. Yeah, That's going to be a part of it, but I'm going to be speaking more. I just did a TED talk. I'm how did it go? Writing my second book. The TED talk was yeah. amazing. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Oh my yep. gosh! I great. can't wait to watch it. I talked about flow and neuroscience, so you, so you'll geek out on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I will. And so you're writing your second book as well.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. I mean, how how do people get your books? I know. Like, tell us all your contact info. And I want people during the rest of this interview, which is only a few more minutes, to go on your Instagram and look at your Instagram at Josie Lewis art. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Because as we're talking, I want people, if you have hands free to to watch some of the art, and you will watch this from this point on every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll make somatics. It's like your daily meditation.
0: It is. It feels feels, like that. Seriously. Yep,
1: yep. yep.
0: So how do people get a hold of you?
1: Yep. So um, Josie com is my website. And, um, and then uh, on all social media channels, you can find me as Josie Lewis art and Instagram is where I'm probably most active, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff on a lot of channels right now.
0: That's awesome. Okay. So as we're, we have a few more minutes of the interview and I, I want people seriously get some of her art. Um, it can be purchased at our website and I have some, and it's the kind of art that like, cause we, we love art. It's the kind of art, though, that you'll look at, and you'll just – it's kind of like having, a, to me, an aquarium, honestly. People yeah. who are aquarium yeah. people, and they just want to look at their uh-huh. fish. Looking at your sure. art, it's a realm. It's, it's alive, and so it's very mm-hmm. living. Oh, and so um, so we have, we have Josie art in our house, and everything from her Petri dishes, which are small um, resin with droplets in them that looks kind of like a Petri dish, all the way to full-scale resin art pieces that are just beautiful – um, for your walls, but she does other kinds of art as well. I'm just describing some of them, but, um, tell us this, as far as art, you may have to think, I might stump you a little bit, or you might know instantly what's the riskiest thing that you did in partnership to God when he asked you to do something that actually worked out beautifully.
1: Well, you always ask this question. So I've thought about it quite a lot. <laughs> actually. Good. Good. And, uh, and I, I, what I've realized is that there's two kinds of risk. There's a one kind of risk where you will you might look dumb in front of people, yeah. which is very real. That's a real risk. You know, like your mind all the time.
0: <laughs> yep, yep,
1: yep. And then there's another kind of risk where, um, you you have to make a big leap that could possibly change the course of your life wow. because God's showing you to do something. You know, change change the direction, and um, and so on the first the first kind of risk. My my feeling about risk is that it, it starts to feel less risky the more you do it and the more you fail. So my my approach both with art and also with the prophetic is the more often I try, first of all, the more often it works out. But also failing doesn't have the same resonance. It doesn't matter as much, you know? Like if you try to give one prophetic word and it doesn't work out, that's kind of a bummer, right? Yeah. And you feel really terrible about it. But if you if that's your you know 50th or 100th or 1000th word and it doesn't work out it's like well you know
0: like exactly. <laughs> moving on it doesn't exactly. yeah
1: it doesn't matter quite as much so you know and the same thing is true with art people get real um, precious about it you know they've got their paints <laughs> and they want to make their perfect painting and it's like no 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 it's just an experience your painting is going to be dumb i promise you know like yeah. if you if this is the first time you've painted it's it, the, that the experience is going to be so valuable and your painting isn't going to be that great. So that you have to revisit it. That's you know, so good. You have good. to go back. So anyway, I went off the trail just a little bit on that question. I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it. An actual the answer. One of the things that happened, which was really significant, um, was in the, in the realm of f- sounding and looking dumb, was that I it was right after I'd quit being an artist, <laughs> so I was like, I've had it with this art thing. But we needed to buy a car, and so I found this car on Craigslist, and uh, and I looked at it, and you know, it was a used Audi, and it was like cute, and um, and it, we liked it, and but then I really felt like I should um, I should offer to trade the the um, art for the car.
0: Wow. To the guy.
1: And, and I felt like I, I just felt crazy and it seemed dumb. And furthermore, God, didn't you remember that? I just quit being an artist. <laughs> like I am not an artist and this is not working for me. And I don't know, you know, like, but I really felt strongly about it. So I sent the guy an email and I was like, Hey, um, well, you know, we, we'd like to buy your car. We'll, we'll pay your asking price. But, um, is there any chance that you need some art for your new house? Cause they had just moved. Um, Because I'm an artist and here's my website and, you know, I don't know, I could make something for you and just thought I was an absolute nutball, you know, like, and he emailed back and said, yeah.
0: That's amazing. (laughs) That is so good.
1: And so then I made him this, uh, you know, custom piece that they still have above their fireplace and his whole family came and like collaborated on it with, with me. And they're a fascinating couple. And now we go to holiday parties over there and they tell all their friends like, listen to this, we got this piece. <laughs> I mean, now it's like a story, you know, like totally. that's that totally is, you know, like a great party story for them. And, and it's the a legacy piece, piece. I mean, it's a really, it's a like, legacy that's, piece. Yep.
0: that's the thing. I think yep. a lot of people don't realize what is inside of them has that kind of value to the world around him and I love that God did that for you because it was in the point where Mm -hmm. you had given up and he's like hold on yeah yeah this still has incredible value and I mean that's as an artist I'm sure that was a lot to all of a sudden have a car at the same value as a painting you know and and in some ways obviously the art long term is worth more but not all not everybody thinks that way so I love that that's so good Josie you're such a great communicator thank you so much for being on the show today Because I think a lot of us just, I think people are just going to learn and just trust your bravery, trust your process. I think you just have such a trustworthy way of articulating yourself and who God is. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you so much.
0: Well, thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic. We'll be back next week. Have you been enjoying Exploring the Prophetic? Well, you can enjoy it even more by becoming a partner with Bulls Ministries. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower, maybe you're listening in your car, your workout, well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has... Literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else, then you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner.